Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. You only get tested maybe at this level once in four years, you know what I mean? You've got a balls to kick them. So England in possession. Not much of the ball. And it kicks it away again. Toby Flood. Don't scores. sink! This is not soccer. This is not soccer. Because in either game, life or rugby, the margin for error is so small. Four years of planning, five weeks of traipsing around Japan, and it all boils down to this weekend for Joe Schmidt's Ireland team. It's been a hairier ride than they would have cared for, but none of that matters now as they face into their greatest ever test. Beat the All Blacks in Tokyo and they go down in history. The first team to beat New Zealand at a World Cup in 12 years. The team that brought a three-in-a-row bid to a halt. The first Irish team to make a semi-final and, it goes without saying, the first to be 160 minutes from the Webb Ellis itself. I'm Brendan O'Brien and I'm here in Tokyo with my Irish examiner colleague Simon Lewis to talk about Ireland, New Zealand and the other three World Cup quarter-finals. Today's show is brought to you by the 100% electric Nissan Leaf, Ireland's best-selling electric car that could save your family thousands every year. Visit evsavings.ie to see just how much you can save by switching to 100% electric Nissan Leaf today. Nissan. Innovation that excites. So, Simon, can you feel it? <laughs> feel it? <laughs> yeah, oh, you could touch it with a something or other but uh, yeah no it's exciting isn't it it is really. I know we've been here before albeit in Cardiff four years ago yeah yeah and uh, I can't remember if we're excited probably mm. I don't know really I'm we sure were. we were I can't remember last week so no no true but but four years ago it was assumed that as much as they'd lost personnel they would they would muddle through somehow mm. and it obviously didn't turn out that way Badly caught out against Argentina. It seems different though this time. It's a, it's a much more daunting opposition. Mm-hmm. The All Blacks, as you say in your intro, there, and yet uh, it feels that there's more confidence in the air. Certainly mm-hmm. this side of of the world. Mm-hmm. I, I know people at home are, are less <laughs> enthusiastic, <laughs> yeah, about about Ireland's chances, but I don't know. There seems to be a spring in their step. The Irish mm-hmm. squad. Um, they're all. Being quietly confident about about things, I and I'm suspecting there's a big performance coming. I certainly hope so. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think you're right. I think that feel among the Irish press corps, maybe it's delirium at this stage, but there's definitely <laughs> there's definitely a kind of a sense that there is something big coming from them. Now, that's yeah. not to say that people will be predicting an Irish win, but um, um, the, the simple thing I suppose is you could say we know what Ireland are going to do. I mean. The All Blacks are talking about it all week. Yeah, we know what the Irish do. They like to use the kick in the air and 
um, you know, trundle through with the forwards and all that. But is it as simple as that? I mean, if you look back at the two wins that Ireland have had against New Zealand, they put 40 points on them in Chicago and they kind of grueled it out in 1916. I think there was 16 was yeah. the scoreline in Dublin. So mm-hmm. is it as simple as saying, yeah, we know what Ireland are going to do. It's just a question of can they do it to the, to the levels of excellence that they achieved in, in 2018? Well, you're right for a start that not just the two wins, but all four games between Schmidt's Island and Steve Hansen's New Zealand have played out all very differently. Um, you know, Ireland's fast start and slow fade, if you like. Um, I've just written this, in fact, for my piece of tomorrow, so I'm, I'm glad you've given me the chance to air this. <laughs> and I can judge from your face whether I've got, whether I've hit on something. Keep, keep but, going, keep but, going. Yeah, the, the slow fade in 2013 and a really strong finish from a, a mentally stronger All Blacks um, right at the last there. Then there was the, the fast track Tri-Fest, as you s- mm-hmm. said, in Chicago, 2016. And two weeks later, the, the that brutal blacklash. Mm-hmm. Um, horrible phrase, but there you go. Oh, um, catchy. It, it was brutal. Um, Johnny Sexton talked about it a little bit today, um, how it set the tone for, for world rugby law changes mm-hmm. as well. So, so that was different, very different to 2013. Uh, those two games and then 2018 uh, 11 months ago it was almost like a chess match wasn't mm. it and an Ireland's defensive prowess on, in full display kept the All Blacks trialless in Dublin uh, fantastic night it, they've all played out very differently mm. and who knows what it's going to be like The obviously the, the dynamic here is that we're in knockout rugby territory it's not November it's not the end of uh, a, a long season for the All Blacks they're primed for this um, you, you mentioned it earlier they haven't lost a knockout game since 2007 so um, you know that that obviously plays into it Ireland have never won a knockout game again that's a that is a uh, you know something that has to be taken into account and you just have to Understand that to do what Ireland are required is required of them is to put in a, a near faultless performance mm. um, in every aspect of their play and including one hundred percent mental, you know, mm. strength and concentration. Yeah, um, I, I think Johnny Sexton touched on that during the week as well. He was kind of talking about um, the lessons learned, and he didn't mention twenty thirteen and that famous Ryan Crotty try, but he, he he was basically alluding to it when he said the lesson they learned was that you have to keep on it 100% even if you're defending you need to be attacking yeah. in that sense and I think that's something to talk from it and you know we've talked already about you know the, the blossoming of expectation maybe among some of the journalists out here um, that Ireland can if not win then put in a really strong um, performance but we're really seeing a couple of key players coming into form at the right time as well aren't we uh, or, but we hope we we are anyway. I mean, you look at the Samoa game um, with some of the players, Sexton and Murray, we've talked about in the past. But like mm. CJ Stander, um, Tyke Furlong was the other one we spoke about. Um, yeah, Ian Henderson as well, mm. playing very well. Um, you know, and arguably this Island team being put out by Joe Schmidt uh, tomorrow is stronger than the one that beat the All Blacks in in November. Mm. You got Connor Murray coming in. Um, he missed out Robbie Henshaw missed out Ian Henderson was on the bench so you know it's certainly not a, a weakened team there's 12 players there that that did get the job done mm. 
um, 11 and months they've, they've ago all, all and every one of them have all yeah. beaten the All Blacks yeah. as we've mentioned before so you know there's there's a lot to like about this mm-hmm. um, now we'll get into the, the All Blacks mm-hmm. I, I, presumably in a in a while but like there's an awful lot to, to get through with the All Blacks isn't mm-hmm. there the, 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 the team of many talents as we've spoken about but um, from an island point of view as long as they're switched on they start well uh, and fast and strong um, and they they stay on message that then you know it should be a fascinating contest mm. and that, that's that's a, an interesting point that you talk about I've been doing a bit more in the All Blacks this week and I didn't really kind of appreciate what you just said there well I, I do appreciate it now but I happen to appreciate I always it. appreciate what I say Brendan I happen to realise <laughs> that this would be in theory and paper a stronger Ireland team it's a good point because you look at the Kiwis and a lot of the media this week from their side I think is going on about what you mentioned it was the end of a long season last November mm. there were missing key players um, and on one Kiwi website today they were talking about how, how the team they selected last November was poorly selected and it was poorly coached so basically what we're hearing from our Kiwi colleagues is that if they just put out the right team which they think they have and if they do approach with the right uh, tactics that they can't lose that pound for pound they're, they're better players but the stuff about the team I think is interesting um, seven of these guys didn't start in November mm. um, Bowden Barrett was at 10 rather than 15 Ardy Savea was not playing at 6 mm. so it is a very very different team but is there a sense that well I, I think anyway there's a sense this isn't the 2015 All Blacks which was much more experienced, um, I think, had more world-class players dotted around it. So, mm. are they gettable? Do you think? Of course, they're gettable. I mean, Ireland have already proven that. Mm. You know, Australia proved that this summer. South Africa have proven it as well. Um, they are. I, uh, Conor Murray used the phrase "beating them showed us they were human," mm. um, and they are. And you look a bit further and deeper into that all black side you look at a centre partnership of Anton Lynn at Brown one of the players for mm. me of the tournament mm. so far and Jack Goodhue at outside centre they've only played together three times mm. once was against Namibia the other time they got hockeyed by the Wallabies so yeah. you know yeah. that all these things you, obviously we're grasping here <laughs> <laughs> you take what you can Keep talking. but like even even the back row which is mm. look it's 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 an obvious point of strength, but with Ardi Surveyor at six, Sam Kane at seven, Kieran Reid at eight, the skipper. But they've only played together as a trio four times. Mm. I found out this week. Mm. You know, it's yeah. there's there's little things there that yeah. you you would take a small amount of encouragement mm. from. And again, it's all reliant on Ireland putting together that mm. near faultless performance. Otherwise, otherwise it's game over. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think that's a very good point, and you could even add in about the uh, the two inexperienced uh, wingers, Sam yeah. Reese and George Bridge, who uh, Reese particularly has looked sensational at times. And you look at the try he scored against South Africa in Yokohama. So, you know, you could look at it from one side and then the other, fantastic player but inexperienced. And you'd, you'd imagine maybe Ireland might try and test them in the air, the two wingers. But we talked about the, appro- the approach that Ireland will, will or will not bring, but... Another thing about this All Blacks team is that maybe you knew what you were going to get back in 2015. We saw against South Africa and Yokohama the use of box kicks. Mm. Um, cross it Yokohama? Kicks. Tokyo. It was Yokohama. I haven't been to the Tokyo game in Tokyo yet. I'm pretty sure. Look, it's all a big blur <laughs> at this stage. Right. Let's not get bogged right. down in that. 
but we did see a very different approach and even the box spoke about it afterwards that they were kind of taken aback by how much they'd, they'd kicked because when, when they'd met in the rugby championship during the summer they didn't kick once apparently mm. so you know will the, all, will the All Blacks look to take Ireland on up front how do you think they'll how do you think they'll approach it well yeah I mean you're right as well like Joe Schmidt alluded to, to New Zealand's kicking saying saying they probably kick more than any any team he in the world saying that. he loves those things because he hates everyone <laughs> saying Ireland kick, kick yeah. the leather off yeah. the ball every time they go go and play look both teams are going to have things up their sleeves um with the twin playmakers that um, New Zealand have, mm. Bowden Barrett at fullback now, as you mentioned, Richie Monga, um it, at fly half, they're, they're going to have more up their sleeve than most, mm. you know. Mm. Um, but what do Ireland have to do? Um, that, well, we've we've kind of said it already, mm. but like they have to, they have to do the basics very very well, and they are Ireland's strengths. The mm. basics. It's not a time to start flinging the ball around mm. I wouldn't have thought um, from a, a Joe Schmidt mindset point of view you know mm. like it, it wouldn't be his style to say alright go out and, and express yourselves yeah. you know um, so just stick to what you know stick to what you do well and 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 execute that's that's all that Ireland can do really because mm. because once we saw those two tries that the All Blacks scored off turnover ball. Mm. Once you give them an inch, they will they will take that mile and they will punish you. And they turned that Springboks game on its head in four minutes. Went from, I think it was three nil down to seventeen three mm. up, something like that. Um, you know, it's 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 an awfully big challenge. But you know, you have to hope that Schmidt has 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 got it all timed that. To perfection, mm. this run to this quarterfinal. Nothing matters anymore. The debacle no. at Twickenham, uh, the Six Nations meltdowns. Um, it's all supposedly been about getting to this point, and um, you can't imagine him not planning for this mm. from a long way out ever since that World Cup draw mm. yeah. came about. Yeah. Um, well, regardless of what happens, one coaching um, legend is going to end their time so it's either Joe Schmidt or Steve Hansen's time um, in charge of these national teams is going to finish uh, after that, the full time whistle so in a word which of them is going to be reaching for the P45 in a word one um, <laughs> Hansen Ooh. Hansen Ooh. Um, yeah, yeah I've said Ooh. it I've Ooh. said it. I, I, maybe I've been. There's been some Kool Aid in the ramen <laughs> over here, you know. Um, but you know, I'm buying into this island feel good factor. It might not have been detected back home, mm. um, and I'm sure there's plenty of doomongers and naysayers mm-hmm. who have taken stock of the the pool stages of the summer of the Six Nations and. And we'll say that this is an island team that's over the hill, that they peaked too soon in 2018. I sincerely hope they're wrong, and I'm I'm prepared to to go with the flow and and you know back Schmidt to to do what Schmidt does and prove us all wrong all the time. Well, that was considerably more than one word, but a lovely answer. I'll take that. So you're we'll never take... going to get one word. <laughs> 
So we'll take a little break and after that we'll come back and we'll look at the other three quarterfinals that are on this weekend. Oh, that was crazy good. <laughs> I don't know how much more of that I can take, though. Oh, come here, we're all experts sitting on the coach. I've been there. I can't wait for the next few weeks. Bring it on. This Rugby World Cup, the Irish Examiner brings you on-the-ground reports straight from Japan for analysis on this week's key matches from Simon Lewis, Donal Lenehan, Brendan O'Brien and me, Ronan O'Gara. Don't miss the Irish Examiner or follow us online for live updates. Okay, so let's look forward to the other three quarterfinals. Before that, before that, what, what do you think? What do I think? In one word. Kiwis. Kiwis. <laughs> There's one word for you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, just, I, see, I just see Ireland having to do too much, too well, and just the evidence of 2019. I think there's still a little bit too much hope and not enough expectation going into it. But I have to say... I've never backed them to beat New Zealand. Any time in print, they've always said they're not going to win this for various reasons. So that's consistent anyway. So anyway, let's look ahead to the other let's. three quarterfinals. Uh, and we'll stay in Tokyo, I suppose, to start off with the first one, which, you know, the, the All Blacks are big in, in Japan, but they're not as big as Japan are in Japan right now. So um, this is a fascinating game between the Brave Blossoms and the, and the Springboks. Um, fast and loose, you could kind of call Japan against the solid structure of South Africa and the big men it's its its literally a you know a war of contrast that we're going to see how do you see it going at the weekend is it as simple as New Z- or sorry South Africa are just going to be too big too strong for them well uh, and when you say big they are huge mm. um, and you look at the personnel Razi Erasmus have selected you know um, Mustard Low, he's gone with a six-two bench, six forwards, mm. two backs. <clears throat> Mustard Low and uh, someone else who's huge. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Sneeman, isn't it? Yeah. I think yeah, Ig Sneeman. But so, you know, South Africa are going to look to bludgeon their way through this quarterfinal, and it is a re- literally well, not literal because who knows? But David, <laughs> David and Goliath. It is a David and Goliath yeah. type of thing. It de- all depends what Japan have left to to give in terms of uh, ammunition for their mm. slingshots, really. Mm. It's just, they put so much into getting through that pool. And I, we talked about it earlier in the week, um, about that victory over Scotland. You wonder whether that was job done for them. Yeah. I hope it isn't. I think, you know, now they've... Jamie Joseph is a, is a smart cookie, so mm. is Tony Brown, the, the, the J- Japanese coaches. Mm. And... They will have planned, I'm sure, for either New Zealand. They're probably playing New Zealand would have suited them better mm. because it's it's mano a mano then, isn't it? In a way, like mm. really fast paced, high tempo, slick hands, and that would have been a joy to watch as well. But as you say, this is fascinating. This is um, a real, you know, chalk and cheese battle between two very different teams. I just think South Africa's physical. Mm. Um, well, their physique and their physical approach is, is going to be too much for a team that may have been, you know, might be emotionally spent after that yeah. phenomenal performance against Scotland and the context of it in in the in the wake of uh, that typhoon. Mm, yeah, I mean, I, I was out at the at the Japanese pressers this week as well, and and very similar to before Scotland, before Ireland, they were like, no, this isn't. This isn't the height of our ambitions. This mm. is just the start of where we're going. They're they're very focused on it. 
I think you made a good point in mentioning the coaching team. Um, you didn't mention Scott Hansen, who's going to, going back to the Crusaders mm. as well. That's three really, really, um, really top guys. Shane Hasegawa, the scrum coach in there, who I think is an impressive guy as well. It's a really good brains trust to have there. You know, the leadership in the team with the likes of Michael Leach as well. I, I think there's a lot going from. I don't think it'll be as straightforward as as the Springboks dominating this from start to finish. I think we're going to see something from Japan, but I, I would agree with you. I don't. I don't think. Um, I don't think we're going to see Japan in the semi-finals. Um, I don't think we're going to see Australia in the semi-finals either. Um, Australia play England in Oita, uh, and the big news from this one, I suppose, is Eddie Jones dropping George Ford, um, who was playing so well at ten. Um, has played so often at 10 in recent games uh, with Farrell, Owen Farrell at 12 and Owen Farrell by their own admission was clunky in their last pool game hasn't mm-hmm. been on great form and yet he's given the keys to the, to the car now for a World Cup quarter final it's uh, another one from Fast Eddie really isn't it I mean what do you make of that I personally think that they'll even if it doesn't go perfectly for them there I think they'll have enough to get by Australia but what's it say about a team when they make such a, a major personnel switch coming up to a, a World Cup quarter-final. Yeah, well it, well, it is a major switch, but it's nothing we haven't seen before. And when you have a, a 10, 12, 13, like Owen Farrell, Manu Tuilagi, who has been playing at 13 mm. with, with alongside Farrell, and then Henry Slade comes in, you know, mm. that's, that's still a pretty crap unit. Um, I think this is what... Eddie Jones has always wanted to play he just didn't want to play it in the pool stages they haven't set the world on fire during mm. the pool stages they didn't they didn't get to show their stuff against France because of the game was cancelled so we haven't really seen England do mm. an awful lot so far the The Argentina game was a bit of a uh, a wipe out once uh, Lavanini I think mm. it was sent off yeah um, you know so this is this is the game I uh, England have to kind of hit the ground running, and I think I think they should be too too good for Australia. You're right. I think Australia, they haven't really done anything spectacular that we've come to expect from them. Yeah. Um, they were beaten well, I thought, by Wales, even in a cracking game. Yeah. But it was, I think, Wales always. I always had the sense they were in control yeah. of the Welsh, um, and they were rattled by Fiji. So, you know. Um, it would seem England have, have, you know, it's it's in their control to 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 do what they want to do. Yeah, and uh, we talked about Steve Hansen and Joe Schmidt, and that would likely be the end of Michael Checker as well, a guy we know well from his time at Leinster, and he came in just before, not well, less than a year before, I think, the twenty fifteen tournament, wasn't it? And mm. they were in dire straits at the time. Um, got them to a final. They played very well in the final. I, couple of refereeing decisions cost them I think if I remember correctly you know the scoreline probably didn't reflect how close they were the refereeing decision also helped Australia in that quarter final it's like they've gone full circle I mean the, the Israel Falau thing there's been plenty of disciplinary issues with the Wallabies again mm. they're still struggling over you know player loss player drain and everything else and yeah they just don't look like they're in a great place now you wouldn't put it beyond them to bring out a big performance but I think uh, in six losses against Eddie Jones as England have lost all six so hard to see that one changing um, last one then Wales and France um, the French are tearing each other's hair out again great to see it's mm. a pity we can't get a camera in there but um, 
yeah, France have been strange again. They had a brilliant first, what, 35 minutes against Argentina in their opening pool game. Um, and then they've kind of floated out of the picture a bit. And we were hearing about this kind of um, set to um, over the captaincy of Guillaume Guirado, the captain. Mm-hmm. Um, so is it as simple as Wales, who are a very, very good team, and I think underrated, if Wales just do what they do, that they'll get through this? I think so. I think so. I mean, Warren Gatland, again, one of the, the greatest coaches in the game. Um, Jacques Brunel, perhaps not so much. <laughs> um, and with a supposedly mutinous squad, it, it doesn't, you know, this, we've, again, we've been here before that the French rip up, you know, rip up what should happen. Yeah. The script, that's the word I was looking for. <laughs> it's been a long day. Yeah, it has. Um, yeah, they rip up the script and they prove everyone wrong. But I think Wales, who, let's not forget, are Grand Slam winners this mm. season um, and have a superb team. You know, they, They've chosen the same team that beat Australia, uh, the game we were talking about earlier. And um, you can read too much into to some of these pool games. They struggled against Uruguay mm. with a much-changed squad. No one really put their hand up in that. I think he always knew which team he wanted to play in this game and he's got them all fit and ready to go. I think I think we'll see Wales have too much for, for the French. Again, none of these games is going to be straightforward. Mm. There's always going to be moments and, and ebbs and flows in these games and the, the teams we've written off <laughs> with a casual word or two <laughs> will have something to say in all of them. But um, I think Wales... So, yeah, so one shock in the quarterfinals, according to Simon Lewis, and that would be Ireland breaking new ground, making a World Cup semi-final for the first time at the expense of the All Blacks. We'll have to see. We'll be back on Monday to see what Simon has to say, if he's been proven right or wrong. I might be on the plane home already. (laughs) (laughs) You might might be. Um, You have been listening to the Irish Examiner Rugby World Cup podcast with the Nissan Leaf, the world's best-selling electric vehicle. Book a test drive today at nissan.ie. Nissan, innovation that excites. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 